Like I said, I am so glad that you guys are here with us this morning, and I am so glad to see what God's going to do this morning in this place, and and uh, we just got a big day, and we want you to be a part of everything that we have going on. Like I said, we have a, a big football party going on tonight, and frou-frou, we want you to be a part of that. Fifth and sixth grade, if you would, <clears throat> wouldn't mind, go ahead and make your way out. Uh, we have an awesome fifth and sixth grade. Uh, just, man, we, we hope you guys have a great day. A few high schoolers want to come. If you high schoolers or, or people are sitting on the sides, if y'all want to fill in these seats, that would be great. Then you don't have to, like, look around the, the pillars. So if y'all want to just, we got seats all over here, folks coming in in the back. So cool. Our fifth and sixth graders, they like to, they like to sit up front. They like to, to, to get loud in worship. So, man, we, we appreciate them so much. Um, today, after, uh, after our table groups, we're going to end right at 1015. So leaders, 1015, we're going to be heading over to our, our big church and we're going to sit in our student section. They have it roped off for us again. Man, last week was so awesome. And I tell you, I've heard so many great things on your side of your side and then on from adults who've just said how powerful it is to see our students down front worshiping. So, man, I want you to join us. If you, your parents say, you know, we sit together as a family, invite your family to come down and sit with us. That's totally fine, too. We want you to be a part, and we want you to, uh, we want you to sit with us this morning. And uh, we, we're excited to see what God might do in this place. So, so let me just go ahead and, and set that. So leaders, 1015. We'll, we'll kind of give you a, a few minute warning and then we'll head over there as table groups and we're, we're going to sit down front again. It's just been so good. So let me, let me just say as we start off, I'm excited of this series. This series has been a fun series to study through. A few weeks ago, we talked about it being in Christ. And, I, and last week, we talked about what the old has done and the, uh, the, new, the old is gone, the new has come, the old is dead, it's passed away, it's no longer around, and the new has come, there's new life, there's a new creation. And so we get to the part of the scripture that this morning, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, this was a hard, hard, hard message to study for. This was a hard a Bible study, a talk to dive into because it's a word that we, we hear maybe a lot in church world. Maybe we say a lot and we might not understand what it means. Or maybe for the, some of you, this is the first time you've ever heard this word, word before. And if you have, that's okay. But it's the word reconciliation. Reconciliation. And we see this in scripture quite a few times. And we, when we see this, we get to it and it's like, man, what does this word mean? What's the ministry of reconciliation? So over the next few moments, before you go to your table groups, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So I hope you have your your uh, your follow guides right in front of you, and that has all of our announcements on it. And we ask that this morning that you might take notes. We got a few notes, and we want you to get this. And you you might can go home and, and quiz your parents, mom and dad. What's reconciliation mean? What were we, and try to try to stump your parents. That, that's okay. You can do that this morning. So may, maybe you can go home and do that. I've said these words for so long, as long as I can remember, because my youth pastor poured them into me and really made them uh, something that's etched in the heart of my life. It's, 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 it's six words, love God, reach people, make disciples. These words have been just, just poured into me. I try to pour it into students over and over. I, I try, we, we put it on the back of our shirts. We, we have the first part on our bracelets. Man, this is something that's so important. These six words are so important. Love God, reach people, and, and make disciples. And it's not, a, it's not a salvation that's caught up in anything we do. It's not a salvation that's caught up in works. It's not a, a salvation that's caught up in actions. It's, it's, it's a salvation 
salvation that's totally by the grace and the mercy of God and then he comes in our lives and because of what he's done in our lives, he prompts us to serve him. He prompts us to do what he wants us to do. He prompts us as the Holy Spirit moves through us. And so this morning as we think about these, these verses of that, that uh, love God, reach people, make disciples come from Matthew 28 and Matthew 22, these verses that are so powerful in our Christian faith, that we understand that love God, reach people, make disciples is what Jesus told us to do. The first two, love God and reach people. He said everything, all the law and the prophets hang on these two verses. So if you're taking notes, right, love God, reach people. That, it hangs on everything, Matthew 22. It hangs on those two verses. Those two things in life, that's what we're supposed to do. And right before he ascended into heaven, he says, go as you are going, make disciples. As you are living your life, as you are walking down the street, as you are talking to your friends at school, as you are at work, go, Matthew 28, go and make disciples as you are going. And so when we look at this, love God, reach people, make disciples, it's all wrapped up in those three things. And, and quite frankly, anything outside of those three things is sin. Anything outside of loving God and reaching people and making disciples is sin. And you might sit there and think, Ryan, that's a, that's a great intro, Ryan. Everything that, everything that doesn't measure up to those six words is sin. What a downer. How can you start this message like that? Well, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to offer you some hope this morning through the word reconciliation. And it's not anything for me. It's what Paul says to the church of Corinth. And it's huge, and it's magnificent. And if we grasp it and we walk in this, man, our lives will be changed. And we understand that God has a plan through reconciliation and the ministry, the carrying forth of reconciliation. Man, this morning is going to be a big morning if we grasp it. It's going to be a big deal. So, so as we think about those six words and we think how anything outside of those six words is sin, and then we... And we we understand the whole realm of reconciliation. We need to talk about what the scripture says. So if you have your scriptures, I hope you do. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It's in the New Testament. It's in the New Testament. If you start at Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, it's right there, kind of in the middle, if you will. And so if you dive in there, if you dive in there, chapter 5, and we're going to start in verse 17, but we're going to move a little through this and we're going to talk just about a few verses. And then we're going to break up in our table groups, something we we've, we've, haven't been to in a while. I'm so excited we're coming back. We have some awesome leaders that, that are, are, are loving on you. They're excited to get to hang out with you. They're already planning monthly outings for you guys and we're excited that they're going to be hanging out with y'all. And they're letting us know. And so just, just be asking your leader, when's their next outing? When's their next outing? They'll let you know about that because they're, they're, they're ready to go and hang out with you. I'm so excited about that. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5, as we talk about this in here this morning, we're going to look at verses 17 through 19. Check this out. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old still hangs around and the new comes around every once in a while. Is that what it says? No, no, no. It says, the old is gone, 
The new has come. And all of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Father, I love you so much and I thank you so much for these students. As we chat over the next few minutes, Lord, I pray that this comes alive. And I pray that this is, this is understanding, this is so clear, Father. Lord, this word is so huge to unpack it in just a few minutes is, is not enough time, but we're gonna try. And Lord, so I pray that you would speak through me. God, I pray that you would put Ryan aside and you would put you ahead, God, and your words would come out of my lips. It's not anything that I say. It's only you, Jesus. And Father, these ears that hear, God, would just hear your spirit and they would see that you have something huge for them. And it's all through your son, Jesus. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you, Jesus, and it's in your name. We can't go any farther, just like we did in chapter 5, verse 17. We stopped at in Christ. That was such a huge and pivotal word that everything around there wraps around Christ. And then he says, all things are gone. All things are passed away. All things are dead. All things are, are, are in the past. And then everything is new through, uh, through Christ because we are a new creation. But then we get to this verse. He says, all of this is from God, all of this, everything, the old being gone, the new coming to us, everything is God's plan. It's all a part of his glory. It's all a part of his bigger picture. It's all a part of his reconciling himself to us. And then we ask ourselves, what in the world does reconciliation mean? What in the world? Who reconciled us to himself through Christ? What in the world does that mean? So I'm Googling. You know how I like to Google. And I like to look up the definitions of words. And I like to check things out. And so I found this definition that I thought was just perfect. So if you're taking notes, I hope you write this down. Reconciliation. To make things right between two parties. To make things right between two parties. Being reconciled. And so what did God do? He reconciled us to himself because of the cross and in the cross and through the cross and, and by the way of Jesus on the cross. It was all about the cross. It's all about the cross. And we sing songs it's all about the cross. We sing songs about being made new. And it's just huge because it's all about that. And how did he reconcile himself to us in and through Christ? And then he gives us, verse 19b, and he has committed to us the message or the ministry of reconciliation. That we might have not have any conflict between each other. That we might live in harmony. And it's not through us, it still goes through the cross. It still goes through us to someone else, through Jesus. That's how we are reconciled among this way. So horizontally and then vertically, we're, we're, we're reconciled. And see what that makes? A cross. Because it's all about the cross. 
It's all about the cross. And I love how he just, he, play, he, he throws it out real simple. But if we were just to read through this, if you were just to read through this in your quiet times, if you were just to read through the scripture and just, just kind of breeze through it, you're probably not going to hang out too long on reconciliation. You're probably not going to study that word too much. But what does this mean? What does this mean for you in this moment as you sit at 942 in the loft on a Sunday morning? What in the world does this have to do with you in reconciliation? It has everything to do. It has everything. So I pray that you hear this. I pray that you're encouraged through this word because here's the deal. For the believer, your past is forgiven, your present is set, and your future is secure. All through the blood of Christ, all through the cross of Christ. Man, that's something to write down. That's something to get excited about. Your past is forgiven, your present is set, and your future is secure. The problem that happens and the problem that reaches in and the problem that that comes into our lives is that your old life still creeps in. Because you need to understand that the enemy knows exactly how to get you down. The enemy knows the button right at the right moment to push to make you fall down. He's smart. He's crafty. He knows God's words. And he'll try to divide you away God or excuse me the enemy's number one tool the number one thing that he uses among anything else is division because he wants to divide you from God and as we look at this reconciliation that God has made between us we can't live like our old selves. We can't bring up the old life that comes in. Now, it, I'm talking those things that we just have to hold on to. Say, God, you can have all this other stuff, but you really can't have this. You can have, you can have, my, you can have my music, you can have my movies, you can have, you can have my, my friends, but you can't have my computer. God, you can have, you can have my, my entertainment, you can have the places that I go, but you can't have this friendship that I have right here. You can't have it. You can have everything else, but you can't have this. And the enemy exploits that because what it does is it causes division between you and God. And that's nothing, that's all he wants. That's all he wants. But let me tell you, when the power of the cross comes inside you and the Holy Spirit enters you, the chains of, of bondage, the chains of your old life get chopped off, they get cut, they get broken, and you get set free from those things. And so we can't live that stuff up anymore. We don't need to conjure that stuff up back in our hearts. <clears throat> and when the enemy comes in, and when the enemy comes in our lives and starts tempting us, and he starts to pull these old, this old junk out of our lives, no, no, no. You say, I'm made alive in Christ through the cross. Somebody say, through the cross. Through the cross. Through the cross. And that's what it's about. It's all through the cross. We can't live like that old life. Check this out. Write this word down. C-O-R-A-M space D-E-O. Coram Deo. Coram Deo. I found this word as I was studying through this for this message, and I just loved it. It's a Latin word. 
And we're able to walk in this way. We're able to live in this way. And it truly means in the presence of God. We're able to to saturate ourselves in the presence of God. And everything in our lives should look like that. Everything in our lives should be in the presence of God. We should not, we should be so excited about waking up in the morning and the first thing we do is not, oh man, I got, I get, well, you, you don't ever say, I get to go to school today. No, you wake up and before you grab your phone to check the latest snaps or before you, you, you start texting your buddies, before you're checking Facebook and time hop, man, You wake up in the morning and say, God, I cannot wait to talk to you. Thank you for allowing me another day on this earth that I might have a conversation with my creator. What if we woke up tomorrow morning, every one of us in here, if we're believers and we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we woke up and we truly say, God, thank you for the day. I get to serve you through today. God, thank you. I think our student ministry wouldn't be the same. I really do. Well, then he throws this other term in here. It's the, the, the reconciliation, the ministry, or the message of reconciliation. And this is a tough one. This is a hard one. Because remember, the enemy wants to do nothing but to divide you between God and yourself. But he also wants to go at horizontally. He wants to divide us. Now, I want you to listen real clear, and I want you to listen close. Some of you who aren't paying attention, I want you to pay attention, because some of you are dealing with this right now. The enemy's driving a wedge, and he wants to drive a wedge between relationships. Some of you, there's some things going on, and and you don't really know why they're going on, but they're going on, and so he's driven a wedge in between you and that person. For some of us, it's it's, it's the the moment of, of someone hacked me off, and I never went and told them how bad they hurt me. And so the enemy uses that to wedge himself in. Or someone talked bad about you, or someone, someone tweeted about you, did that subtweeting thing. You know, they, they, they do those things and they really bash you, and you're just so angry. But I'm going to tell you, friend, through Jesus, we are called to live reconciled with each other. We have to make this horizontal relationship work. We cannot be divided as a student ministry. We cannot be divided. Why do you think churches split? Why do you think student ministries blow out? Why do you think that things don't work? Because nobody talks to each other and this party's mad at this party and these people are mad at these people and nobody really knows why they're mad because someone's chattering about this and this person's hacked off about them and then there's all this division and here's what God says through Paul. We are given, we are given the ministry and the message of reconciliation because of what Christ has done in our lives. And we see, we don't hold other sins against them and against us. We gotta live in harmony. And so today, my challenge before we go and we move on right here, my challenge is, number one, if there's beef between you and God, fix it. Fix it. Fix it. And how do you fix it? You just say, God, what's standing in the way of me and you? God, let me give it to you. Let me give it to you. Today, take it. And then you might say, what's standing in the way of me and someone else? Go to them. 
go to them. Go to them before you go in to, to groups. Just pull them to the side and say, hey man, can we talk? One way I like to, to ask people, if, if I, I just go to them and say, hey, have I done something to offend you? I really feel like there's something going on. Have I done something to offend you? I don't want this relationship to be messed up. Let's talk this out. Because the longer that you go to sleep on, those anger, on that anger and the longer that you go come in here and you're upset, the harder it is for the Holy Spirit to move around because he's put these, we put these walls up and we can't. God has a huge plan for this student ministry. He has a huge plan for this group. Hey, listen, he has a huge plan for each and every one of you and we just gotta grasp it. And it all comes through Christ because it was all God's plan. And that is huge. And we can do this. And we can't sit here like we're defeated. And we can't sit here like, man, I'm just in high school. I'm just in middle school. This is all adult stuff. This doesn't have anything to do with me. But I'm telling you, friend, this is you. God wants this for you. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. So as we go to our groups, we have about 15, 20 minutes to talk. So I'm going to ask this. Actually, we have more than that. We got plenty of time. So as we go to our groups, I want us to really dive in and think about these truths. What does it mean to be reconciled with Christ? How, listen, how are we reconciled with Christ? Don't use this time to just go in there and, and just catch up on the week. We can do that later. My prayer is that before some of you hit those doors, you're pulling others to the side and just saying, hey, can we chat? And it's not a duke it out thing. It's a fix it thing. Because that's what God wants. And maybe for some of you, listen. Listen close. Maybe for some of you. Maybe for some of you, you need to get things right with the Lord. And before we can get things right with other people, we gotta get things right with Jesus. And so for maybe some of you, you might need to just stay in here where it's quiet and you just have a moment. Nobody's gonna look, look at you like you're caught in a deep sin or there's something wrong. You just take a moment and say, God, let's make this right. You've made everything new. God, let me live in that newness. May live in that new creation. So Lord, I thank you for these students again. And I pray as we go to our groups, Lord, some of us might need to chat with you. Some of us might need to chat with some other folks. But God, I pray as we go to our groups, Lord, that you would speak to each and every one of us. God, you have something to say to us this morning. Lord, I thank you for that. Love you, Jesus, and this in your name.